And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. Yeah, great question. You are the power. And you do not need anybody's permission. Great question. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. That is literally a brilliant question. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. OuterLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. This is part four of our four-part series on weight loss, and we're going to focus on the metaphysical and spiritual aspects of weight loss. And if you want to hear something ironic, in the course of making this show on weight loss, I think I gained about five pounds because I was up most nights editing, you know, eating late at night. So, you know, how ironic, right? <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's so funny. I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm laughing hysterically. It took me about 10 times to record this introduction. So <laughs> I can't help it. Let's begin tonight's program. Joining us now is Dr. Lynn Anderson. She holds a PhD in natural health, a doctorate in natural therapy, and a master's in aromatherapy. You can learn more about her by going to her website at drdoctorlynn.com. Dr. Lynn, welcome to the program. Can you please explain some of the psychological aspects about a person who makes a transition from being overweight to being healthy, is there a psychological fundamental change that comes with that, or is it all physical change? Well, well, first off, thank you for uh, inviting me to the show. Um, I would say that probably if someone is really overweight and they're struggling with their weight, oftentimes it's a crisis that is the turning point, and that oftentimes has to do with health issues. Uh, all of a sudden, the doctor is telling them, you know, you've got high blood pressure, you've got this, you've got that, you need to lose weight. And that's usually the point where someone sits down and takes a, a good hard look at their life and decides that they need to make those changes. Okay. One of the points I've, you've brought up is that it's not about what we it, – you talked about vitamin B complex. I actually mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard about this a few times. What is the significance of that? I mean, even if you're not – pushing to lose weight, why is that such an important key? Well, um, vitamin B as well as all of the vitamins and nutrients that we take in um, are very important in terms of managing your weight and your health. And what happens is we think up here, we think in terms of, you know, protein and carbohydrates and we think about fruits and vegetables and, oh, yes, I should eat those. But most people don't realize that those when you break those down and you get the right nutrients in your body, that's what helps you to stabilize the chemistry of your body and be able to stabilize your weight, which has to do as much with your brain as it does with your body. So those nutrients are actually balancing out. That's their goal is to bring homeostasis to the body. When you balance out the body, then you're more likely to be able to balance your weight. And uh, one thing I mentioned is the... uh negative aspects about emotional eating I myself am guilty when I get stressed out I tend to open a few bags of popcorn and they're gone yeah (laughs) why does that happen and also is there any other productive way of burning off 
stress besides emotional eating from your perspective? Well, yes, there is. And to uh, answer the first question, you know, most people eat unconsciously. And that's even people who eat healthy. That's why they sometimes eat very healthy but eat in larger portions than they should be. And stress is one of those things where we sort of go into this unconscious mode where we're just, you know, running on adrenaline and, you know, you open up that bag of popcorn and it's really the adrenaline that's just, you know, one, two, three, we're eating as fast as we can. So, and not even consciously thinking about how much or what we're eating. Of course, the best thing to do is to go to the gym and work it out, (laughs) get some exercise, (laughs) take a yoga class, do a little meditation. But that's oftentimes the last thing that we think to do when we're stressed. So I tell a lot of my clients and my students, you know, um, go for a walk. Or we have another trick that I give them. I say, okay, I want if you're feeling really stressed and you feel like you're just going to binge out, I want you to go and get an apple and you eat an apple. And you can have whatever you want after you finish eating that apple. But I want you to sit and consciously think about eating that apple. So they'll take the apple, and if you think about it, an apple is a lot of chewing, which is really good for the brain and for the digestive system. It takes a while to eat that apple. And perhaps sometimes if we sit down and we eat something consciously and think about what we're doing, we can reduce the stress level. One of the uh, most favorite, I think this is probably one of the favorite points you sent over, was that most spiritual disciplines warn us about eating food that has been prepared by someone who is angry, depressed, or anxious. So, mm-hmm. that being said, when you go to a restaurant, is it important for you to go up to the person and say, by the way, how's the chef doing today? Is he having a bad day? Because if he's having a bad day, I don't want that energy infused in my meal because I don't need that kind of, I want to have happy energy. Is that some, seriously speaking, should you do that? Should you go to places that have high positive reviews where the chefs are being treated well? Well, I, I, yes, you should, um, because, yes, it is true. You know, we are, we are energy. We give off energy. And food, organic, is, is living. Food, food is living, and it has energy, too. So when what you put into a meal is what comes out of the meal. And if you've ever put together a meal and you've been in haste and you've been um, in, in stressed or angry, you know that you sort of just throw things together and there's not a lot of thought that goes into it. Um, if we all ran into a restaurant and ran in, I think the chefs would be locking the doors, <laughs> saying, no way, you can't get in here. But you can tell a lot by the staff when you come in, by the friendliness, by uh, how the restaurant, you know, obviously the cleanliness and everything, and the service in the restaurant. Um, you know, it's a, uh, equally as important the person who is serving you. That energy comes in with the food. And when the food comes and it's well prepared and the person is very friendly and you have that really nice vibe feeling between the two of you, you're going to enjoy your meal better. Um, you're going to probably um, digest your food better and leave a lot happier. So it's very important. Well, very fascinating. Dr. Lynn Anderson, I want to say that it was a very great pleasure to speak with you today. I thought you had a lot of of great insight. People can learn more about you by going to your website at drdoctorlynn.com. Dr. Lynn, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Welcoming back to the program is Mr. Jeff Casper and Ms. Yona Brindis, metaphysical teachers, energy healers. You heard them on the program several times before. You can learn more about them by going to their website 
at transcodes.com. Mr. Casper, Ms. Yona Brindis, what can you tell us about some of the metaphysical reasons why people retain a substantial amount of weight? Um, probably the single most prevalent reason is not really dealing with emotions. Mm-hmm. There is a, um, a, a there's a, a, a difference between male and female issues. Okay, so we have to look at that. For females, uh, the main reason why um, they're putting on weight is because they're absorbing too many emotions and they don't really know how to clear them. And the absorption of um, emotions and this can be their own. It can also be other people's emotions. Is typically in the in the second chakra area, which is sort of the the lower abdominal area, the belly area, so to speak. And so for women, uh, weight loss has a lot to do with the belly. That just mm-hmm. uh, part of the reason, uh, part of the, the the collective programming here that a, a a healthy and attractive woman should have a flat belly. But this is not actually possible to have a flat belly if we uh, disregard the emotional absorption that we have. So people can be very thin and have a big belly, uh, which is also part of the reason why there's so much eating disorders, you know, in, in, in regards to anorexia and, and uh, bulimia, because uh, people can be very thin and actually underweight and yet perceive themselves as overweight mm-hmm. because all they see is their belly. My understanding is that a person who is very sensitive may actually manifest weight as a direct result of taking on so many others' emotions and so many others' feelings. I was wondering what your thoughts were on that. I was also wondering what your thoughts were about a culture or society where the people are gaining a substantial amount of weight, yet they are not as sensitive. I was wondering if there's any comparable difference between the two. Well, it it, there's the there's the psychological or the communicational, the social aspect of of being sympathetic or empathetic, and then there's the energetic aspect. So when we absorb emotions, it doesn't really mean that we're dealing with them. In fact, the the the, the whole process of absorbing emotions is actually showing that we're not really handling the emotions, so we're not really working with them. So let's say. Um, uh, just to stay with with your uh, hypothesis that people are not sympathetic. You see somebody going through something and you don't really want to deal with it. You know, you kind of turn your own emotions off. And yet energetically, everything that's coming from the other person, like say the drama or the, the pain, uh, still arrives at, at in your energy field. And it has to go somewhere if it doesn't get digested probably it goes into the the lower uh, abdominal area that's why people who are um it's one of the reasons why people who are in uh, the healing arts uh, or in, in situations where they have like say a lot of customer uh, contact customer support uh, why they tend to accumulate belly weight mm-hmm. All right, that's that's one of the reasons. It's because we're not dealing with it. It's because we're not allowing these emotions to be felt. They're just being stored. Yeah, and eventually that just adds up. It's no different than you know a person who plays heavy contact sports or martial arts. 
you know, when you're younger, you can take hits all day long because you you can heal faster. But eventually, that your body begins to not handle that very well. So then, what happens? You start to have inj- injuries. You start to have more issues with uh, trauma, so forth. So it's it's the emotional, energetic aspect, very similar to a football player who takes hits for ten years, and all of a sudden, fifteen years down later, when they retire, now they have Alzheimer's or whatever. It's very similar to that. It's a very good comparison. Oh, so the the emotional aspect is probably the number one aspect. There's a lot of other aspects, yeah. nutritional aspects and so forth, that also play into the energetic mm-hmm. or energy management aspect of a person. Uh, for instance, when uh, and, and this is really true for anything in our uh, uh, human existence, uh, when uh, the food that we eat cannot be digested correctly, just like we just talked about emotions, uh, then it doesn't really matter what you eat, um, it gets stored mm-hmm. in your fat reservoirs. And so for a lot of people, uh, the energetic view of weight loss uh, requires them to really shift their entire thinking about food. So what we do is um, we help people to shift their their inner focus mm-hmm. away from wanting to lose weight, which is very often accompanied with a lot of pain, with a lot of um, deprivation. Uh, into uh, self-love and self-care and really shifting the attitude uh, from calorie counting to seeing food as functional mm-hmm. and seeing food as as, an, as nurturing mm-hmm. to themselves. Is there any comparable difference as far as, if you're looking at somebody who eats meat and somebody who doesn't eat meat, is there any difference in terms of the energy that they're going to be consuming? If you, I mean, will that matter if they, they're eating meat or not eating meat? Is it, uh, is it, is it, does meat have a low density vibration? Will it put them in a lesser state? Will it cause them to gain more weight? I just didn't know if the types of food they eat have different vibrational frequencies, and then that would ultimately lead to their um, well-being and how much weight they have. Um, it depends upon how the person eats it. I mean, you know, obviously, if a person has a viewpoint, also their their feelings on it. If a person feels they need to give up meat because it is a it is a healthier choice. Um, to have less meat in your diet uh, because it's you know it's easier to digest other things or how you take it in and the, the challenge a lot of times is with that is people get into beliefs about it so if you believe eating meat is bad or you shouldn't do it you keep eating it well that's an emotional aspect you're going to start to have problems with that um, if you eat meat properly and you eat healthy meat I don't think it's an issue if you know how to you know because digesting uh, heavy protein like that takes a different diet component or different diet makeup to make that go through your system more effectively and use it properly. Um, if your choice is a spiritual choice to give up meat and you want to do that, that's healthy as well too. There's ways to do that, but no, I don't think there's really a major difference. The, the main point here, I think, is the attitude that mm-hmm. we have about it and what we have observed, and this coincides with what a lot of other energy workers observe, is that as people grow in consciousness, they tend to want to give up. Mm-hmm eating meat because they don't feel good when they eat too much meat. So looking at it from the other perspective, uh, what happens is if a person begins to vibrate higher, as it, since you brought that in, they can, be, they can feel better if a specific food group is uh, supporting for them or not. And the phenomena is that m- most people who actually do spiritual work and, and vibrational work uh, just don't feel that attracted to meat anymore. Now, the, the 
the energetic aspect, um, looking at, at, at the meat that we can consume nowadays that is offered to us through uh, um, grocery stores and so forth, the way the meat industry treats the animals and so forth, does bode for low, lower mm. vibratory energy in meat, simply because there's a lot of uh, torment, a lot of mistreatment and uh, fear and, and very uh, adverse, uh, uh, without going into the drama of that, very adverse energies that are being stored in the cell memory of these animals. And so when we consume this kind of meat, then we are taking on some of those energies that were stored in, in the cells, which means that uh, the other side of, of the, the observation people who do not work um, on their uh, spiritual growth or who uh, are simply oblivious to how things um, uh, work within themselves tend to eat more meat than people who who uh, uh, are a bit more um, aware of it. I'm not talking about uh, the moral, the ethic, or the, 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 mm -hmm. the conscience. That's something that comes to a person as they grow in their uh, uh, consciousness, they begin to actually look at these kind of things, you know, like how was this animal treated, how was this uh, uh, whole, how was the production line, and not not just with animal food, also with plant food, it's the same thing. So there is a way uh, to, to select the foods that provide us with higher vibrational mm -hmm. frequencies or resonances than then lower ones, and, and this is where all this development of um, organic farming and so mm -hmm. forth uh, originated, actually, because the food that comes out of an organic uh, production had typically has a higher vibration than the commercial production, whether it's meat or plants. Can a person's weight, <laughs> current weight, be a direct reflection on on unresolved issues and matters from previous life incarnations? That'd be tough to answer. I mean, it's possible. You know. Previous life incarnations bleed through into our um, today's experience and our present experience. So, uh, sorry for interrupting me. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not the cause. All right? It can be... It can add to it. It can be part mm -hmm. of how it shows. Mm -hmm. All right? So, if I have, like, say... A, uh, a unresolved karmic issues, like say I was a mass murderer in, in one of my past lives. And of course that created a lot of guilt, that created a lot of uh, uh, sort of um, dissonances in, yeah. in my energy field. Then it may play out in my present life as carrying all this emotional sort of dead weight with me, which then again um, uh, plays into these dynamics that we talk about. If you look at dogs, you observe them. What are two things they, they love to do? They love to eat nonstop. They will eat nonstop, and they love to be on the couch. And if you look at some of the typical average Americans, what do they love to do? They love to eat nonstop, and they're always on the couch. And I'm wondering, is there any possibility you think that some of the people today or a majority of the people today that are over, overweight – could be dogs that have reincarnated into the human form to have everything that they did not have when they were dogs. <laughs> uh, my uh, my view on that is that you know you're you're a dog, you're a dog, you're not okay. going to turn 
reaction up. But, but you know, if you look at what you said, it's a very funny question, but dogs don't have, they do have some emotional capacity. It's more animalistic in nature, but, you know, dogs can definitely feel certain things. They can feel fear. They can feel, they can be shamed, that kind of stuff in the basic level. So you don't usually see dogs get too fat unless they are too sedentary, but they love to play. So typically when dogs get sedentary is when their owners are sedentary, you know, when they, or when they get heavy, you know, when they start to get heavy, it's when their owners are not moving around. But it's one of those things where with dogs, it's usually more so lack of activity or they're absorbing too much, which can also happen. Yes. And yeah. in our pet clearing uh, practice, we can observe that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, yeah. That there is, uh, if they're, you know, talking about weight issues in pets, mm-hmm. uh, that this is very often linked to um, absorbing the owner's emotions mm-hmm. and not just weight issues, of course, other physical issues as well. But uh, see, the the question is really good, actually, because um, there is there are similarities energetically. The reason why uh, uh, dogs and humans have such a symbiotic uh, uh, or synergetic relationship is because some of our needs are very similar. Mm -hmm. And we actually recommend people to have a pet Mm -hmm. uh, if they have uh, if they suffer from anxiety, if they suffer from uh, depression or, uh, you know, uh, unable to lose weight because the needs that a dog has um, reminds us on the needs that we have. Mm-hmm. So if we, like, say, have an issue with with weight loss and um, we get a dog, we are forced to going out. We are forced to doing things that are good for the dog. And because the things that are good for the dog are the same that are good for us, you know, being out in nature, walking around, being social, being goofy, you know, and playing. playing. Yeah. Um, it has this positive effect on us, and people start losing weight without even thinking about it. So the problem is always the the uh, the, the attitude um, behind us wanting to lose weight. Mm-hmm. If it's based on deprivation, it's if it's based on lack, like I can't have this, you know, then. It's it it, it it triggers these parts of us that uh, keep wanting to have more. Mm-hmm. Not all dogs like to eat all the time, you know. If you you can train your dog uh, to have a, a little bowl on the side where there's always a little food available, and if a, if a dog is conditioned that way, that it knows that there's always food there, mm-hmm. it will not pay that much attention to it. Dogs, of course, have biorhythms just like we do, so they kind of know when it's breakfast time and when it's dinner time. But um, uh, for the most part, uh, dogs, just like us, uh, can shift their uh, uh, sort of animalistic drive into a more sort of calm and laid back Mm -hmm. uh, attitude to its food or play or everything as they adapt to when is a good time for this. You know, this is a good time for playing. This is a good time for for eating. And uh, they become more calm about it. Mm-hmm. Mr. Jeff Casper, Miss Yona Brindis, energy coaches, energy healers. Learn more about them by going to their website at transcodes.com. Thank you both so much for being with us today. It was fantastic. Thank you, Ryan. As always, you're asking the best questions. <laughs> Thank you. Always fun. Always and you fun. get us every time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Joining us now is the clairvoyant cowgirl. 
internationally respected psychic empath, Miss Lisa Kaza. We can learn more about Miss Lisa Kaza and get a reading with Miss Lisa Kaza by going to her website at lisakaza.com. Miss Kaza, our focus of today's program is about weight loss. From a metaphysical, spiritual perspective, what are some of the reasons why a person's weight will fluctuate? What are some of the reasons why you think, metaphysically speaking, a person may have uh, unusual amount of weight that they're carrying? Well, you know what? The number one uh, theme that I've been seeing, at least throughout countless number of years, is that um, the person is very empathic. When a person is extremely empathic and, um, you know, feeling other people's emotions, feeling other people's energies, you know, Basically, what I call an earth angel. You know, their their spirit is from the angelic realm, so they feel that unconditional love and extremely empathic. And so what tends to happen is on a subconscious level or even, I, I guess you could say, like a higher consciousness level, they're ultimately trying to shield themselves without even really realizing it. They're They're shielding themselves from the negativity, of other people, um, the bad vibes, um, even, you know, let's say, for example, a lot of um, empaths and earth angels, they get, you know, I hate to be blunt, but taken advantage of by other people, and so they shield themselves from that as well. And so the the weight gain uh, is the physical manifestation of what they're actually trying to do on a more spiritual or energetic level. And so this is why you see like the especially the fluctuations up and down like for they'll get uh, you know gain some weight and then they'll lose it and gain some more again and it, it's like a huge seesaw but ultimately what they're trying to do is shield themselves from all this toxic energy that they've been feeling throughout their lives whether it's like I said the you know, bad uh, friendship experiences or just negativity in in general. You know, I'm curious. If you look at the United States, you have a lot of people in that in our country that uh, the United States that are very much overweight. And I'm wondering, is it because I mean, they could be maybe they're very happy people. Maybe they have a lot of great things going on. And they're happy, and they just happen to be eating fast food or they're eating making poor poor food choices. Um, do you sense that the obesity problem in the U.S. is based on um, the fact that they're the people in a perpetual state of fear, is it based on the fact that you think that, you know, they're very, maybe they are very happy, but they're not aware subconsciously of the content of their food? I mean, what are some of the primary reasons, if you think in America, collectively speaking, why there's so many obese people? Well, you actually hit the nail right on the head there, I think, Ryan. It's got a lot to do with, the you know, a lot of the negativity going around in, in the United States and here in Canada, too. You know, it's not just the States. But even in Canada, um, you know, people trying to shield themselves from the negativity, from the anger, from, you know, the, all the different negative forms of emotions that are flying around out there the last number of, I'll say, 20, uh, 10, 20 years, especially the last five, for sure. So it's it's definitely, um, it's, it's really got nothing really to do with, you know, bad food choices. Well, yes, it, it kind of does on a more physical level, but on the more spiritual level, like I always try to teach everybody, everything happens for a reason. 
metaphysically speaking or spiritually speaking. There's always reasons behind our actions and behaviors and decisions. And so th this is what I'm seeing as ultimately occurring. And no, they don't, of course, they don't consciously realize that that's what they're doing. Do you sense or feel in any capacity that the person's weight is directed on how much outstanding or unresolved issues they currently have in their life that they're not able to face and food is a way of manifesting into reality, a means of covering up or protecting themselves from some of their own inner demons. And another aspect about that I want to ask you is could a person's weight have anything to do with the types of spirits that may be around them, either protecting them or nudging them or trying to communicate with them for unresolved matters? Okay, well, firstly, I'll say uh, that on, on the first half of your question, absolutely 100% yes. Absolutely. Um, again, that's in itself is actually a form of negativity, right? If you think about it hard enough, it, it, that's even, you know, like unresolved issues. I'd even say thing, um, I got something thrown at me just before you called uh, regarding past lives. So for, you know, how we make um, soul contracts against the, ourselves sometimes, you know, depending on uh, the circumstances or experiences that we had in past lives. Um, that That's another explanation as to why, as well, we see the, the fluctuating weight or the weight gain. Um, for example, like when you come to the past lives, well, perhaps, as an example, this person um, experienced uh, an extreme amount of poverty in not just one but many different lifetimes or, you know, um, lifetimes that are, they were real needy um, in terms of, of food and, and just all general all-around wealth. So, you know, in this, so they make this, as I said, a sole contract where basically, you know, to be blunt, well, you know what, I'm not ever going to go through that again, so this is what I'm going to do this time around, basically, in in layman's terms. But they take it to the extreme and it, but again it's manifested physically with the weight the weight gain um unresolved issues again like i said yes for absolutely for sure uh again it's a form of negative energy um but in respect to the second half of your question about you know like any possible uh, spirits or guides connected to them that could possibly be um causing it uh I haven't personally come across that, but the message that I'm receiving right now is that it's actually possible. It's possible, but I personally have not come across that. For me, it's always been mostly the majority has been, you know, whether it's like I said, the you know, some kind of soul contracts made from past lives, you know, whatever experiences they had. Or the huge, huge, huge one, which is, I'd say, about 95% of the time, is shielding oneself from negative energy in whatever form that negativity could be bombarding them. When you, early in your life, you were in a very, you've had some very rough moments in your life. You were in a very abusive uh, marriage. And I'm wondering, when you were going through these periods of pain and depression, 
Were you eating a lot of food? Were you, did that, were you emotionally eating? Were you doing things? To, how did your dietary habits change or manifest when you were in periods of very, uh, with life was very rough and when life got better for you? Well, actually, I'm one that, I don't know if you wanted to want, I'm not a very good um, example because with me, I tend to withdraw. Um, and what I mean by that is I actually eat less. When I'm under severe stress or any kind of chaos, um, you know, me being the empath that I am, especially, I just, I can't eat. I, I have no appetite, zero. And so when I was in that abusive marriage, it was very rare. That, I think maybe I ate maybe once a day, which would have been supper. That would have been it. So I'm not the, the best um, candidate for... <laughs> for showing the weight gain because I, I never did gain weight. I was one of the way I had a very high metabolism to to boot. So, yeah, it, me, it was the exact opposite. I actually, if I were to show you pictures um, of me back then and compare to today, which I've done with a couple of friends recently, actually, all they can say is, wow, and they just stare at, yeah, stare at the picture. I was I was skin and bone. Literal skin and bone. That's incredible that you were actually, so some people are going to handle it differently, but um, is there anything spiritual practices that you'd recommend to a person to do that would prevent them from physically manifesting in their body an excessive amount of weight due to either internal emotional problems or either due to the fact that they may be, um, may be an empath and may be more um, feeling other people's emotions? So is there a way that I'm, they could, Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the number one thing that I always recommend is meditation or visualization techniques and do it regularly, a regular basis, every night or every other night. Um, and, you know, to connect with your spirit, your own spirit guides or angels. But at the same time, um, I have a very specific visualization technique that is for shielding, shielding from the neg negative energy. And I've actually taught you this exact same visualization, actually. It's, you envision yourself being totally encompassed in this highly energized bubble of pink and green light. Pink and green being the colors of divine love and healing and protection. Absolutely nothing can penetrate that energized bubble it just basically bounces right off and goes wherever it's <laughs> probably maybe where it where it was sent from it you know me in in my times of chaos night you know what i i'll be honest with you not very spiritual of me but i honestly really do not care where it goes just as long as i don't absorb it yeah exactly so that that is that Meditation visualization technique right there is so effective that I have even had, um, even in my own personal life, um, myself and a lot of clients that I've, I've recommended the visualization to, it's not only um, successfully helped them to, you know, shield themselves from that negativity and from all that chaos and crap, but it actually even works to... Um, let's say, for example, um, alleviate 
the negativity within a certain environment. It can also ultimately change outcomes to certain events. Like for, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like, um, you know, maybe someone is working in an office and there's lots of politics. You see that all the time. Lots of politics going on, a lot of negativity, a lot of jealousy or, you know, what have you. And I've recommended, you know, specifically this one client was going through that. And so she did the visualization. She visualized herself within that bubble, but she also visualized her employer, all of her fellow employees, even the actual location of the workplace itself all encompassed in the in this energized bubble that I talk about. And she wrote to me a couple weeks later, and she said, Lisa, you're not going to believe this, but the energy in, in the workplace right now is almost a complete 360, completely different. And at the time, she was also scared that she was going to be losing her job because there's a lot of rearranging going on in the background you know the corporation whatever they were doing making lots of changes and laying people off and she was actually one of the number one people that were looking to get laid off but she did the visualization with everything and she actually did not lose her job she stayed on miss lisa casa psychic empath and the clairvoyant cowgirl want to thank you so much for being with us today to learn more about Miss Lisa Kaza and to get a comprehensive, phenomenal reading with Miss Lisa Kaza, please go to our website at lisakaza.com. Miss Kaza, great pleasure as always to have you with us today. Oh, thank you so much, as always, Ryan. Okay, everyone, that concludes our show on weight loss. Special thanks to all of our amazing guests and special thanks to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show Virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor. Miss Lisa Kaza and Miss Constance Stellas. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. Until the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. That's right. I don't care. It's a weight loss show, but there's always room for beer. <laughs> Take care. Thank you so much for listening.